You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Visit PencilandPaperProductions.Podbean.com to find more great podcasts. Welcome to the Palace of Megapixels. This is Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo! Welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I'm your host, Stephen White, and with me is my co-host, Todd Stark <coughs> and Lacey Finley. Oh, happy Monday. Hello, guys. How on, are you man? today? Living Great. the dream. For sure. Yeah. Hi, Lace. What we do. How, how are you, Lace? I'm okay. I'm okay. I think we had a, we had a fun morning so far. We'll get to tell you all about it here soon. I think we had a pretty mm. Yeah. Day. We're going to keep it secret for right now. A little, yeah. little tired. Stupid work kept me a little later than normal, so I panic woke myself up this morning. You know how fun that is. It's oh, yeah. stupid work. Did you're like, I'm already late, and then to find out you actually uh, uh, weren't. Yeah. You're like, oh, my God. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it happens during daylight savings that. time when the sun's out, you know, earlier than usual, and you're like, oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. What did I do? I mean, I never I'm really like, have shit. to do anything early in the mornings, you know, so, like, the few times it happens, and then you panic, wake up, like, ah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it really messes your whole morning up. Oh yeah. I feel like I, I get jittery in my neck. Like I probably like. Ah! I don't know. Whatever. I just sleep. Weird. Whatever. <laughs> so, what have you guys been playing, Lace? What have you been playing? I finally started Greece. I don't know. There was a huge debate when I was playing it on whether I was pronouncing it correctly or not. Gris, Greece, Gray, G R I S. Hey, this is the one that got pulled from Facebook, right? Yes, the one that, you know, supposedly was all sexual. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. at all, so get over yourself, Facebook. But, um, yeah, I believe it's truly was meant to just be a gorgeous, like, visual poem in a way. Like, there's no story. Um, it is a platformer. There are some puzzle elements to it, albeit, though, nothing fairly complicated. I think they just wanted you to have a nice relaxing trip through this gorgeous colorfully uh, or uh, you know gorgeous painted world um it's it's interesting I really I don't have a whole lot to to say about it though because like I said the the mechanics are very simple um the few puzzles that are in there usually doesn't take you that long I think it's like they're just enough to put in there to give you a little bit of a challenge to go through I think the whole point was just to be taken through this really gorgeous world that they've created it's very interesting kind of like a like a paint like a watercolor paint kind of feel to it um and as you're going through you can collect more colors if you do i think a lot of the puzzles are optional i'm feeling like depending on which direction you feel like continually heading in depends on what you'll find um so maybe there's some replayability there if you're wanting to get the other ones because i would get an achievement oh collected red or collected blue and then you would have a whole sequence with how your world kind of changed in front of you according to um what colors that you collected so um it's a nice little relaxing there's no narrative really great soundtrack gorgeous looking game 
I feel like I, I saw someone long. playing this outside of you. Like there, I, like I saw somebody do a video, and because the way you're describing it, I was I was trying to remember if I'd seen it or not because I know I it caught like my I eye. I feel like I asked you about it, or you asked me about it, or something. Uh, yeah. But maybe it was after one of us had already seen, you know watched whoever. But I remember asking you about it, or you asking me about it. However, the conversation started. It's I I mean I recommend it. Okay. If that's your if that's your if that's your bag, I mean, if you're looking for like action pack and everything, this is not going to be it. There's it's not it. I've seen the name. I, I don't know anything about this game. Yeah, it's just a very like I said. I feel like it was meant to just be this really gorgeous visual poem kind of. Uh, there's no dialogue, anything like that. It's just mm. this girl you're taking through this world. Like I'm sure th- there's a little bit of a story going on there, and maybe it's just way too smart for me. Um, so, <laughs> you know, I, I started to think, I was like, this is probably like, because I think it's French, like from, from French mm-hmm. developers, you know, it's probably like, oh, she just doesn't understand how deep it is. And I'd be like, you're right, probably. You're probably right. <laughs> I probably don't no, know all these nonsense. subtle undertones that I'm supposed to be picking up on, but it's, it's a gorgeous game. Yeah. Excellent. What about you, Todd? Let's see. I finished uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Okay. Got to say, they ended that game at the right time. Like I didn't feel like it overstayed its welcome. Good. I think I mentioned that, mentioned that before. The mm-hmm. Second one there totally is DLC did. now, I think. So. I yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not playing any of that. I just deleted yeah. the game off my PS4. <laughs> I'm done with it. Um, then I started Dead Rising Four. I was just I, I played the um, the one shot demo for Resident Evil Two. <gasps> mm-hmm. Oh my God! I'm so ready for some zombies, and so I just I had did Dead you Rising Four. No, I did not finish it. I did now, all thirty was, minutes. What was considered? Finishing? I did ah uh, twenty two minutes, baby. What what yeah? What was the point? Was considered finishing it? So just uh, as like, long as it ended actual, before the party. There was an actual like one scene that you could play out. So like when, once you got to the end of whatever that scene was, it, it shows you a cut scene, and then it says you know thank you for playing. You know, oh, so okay, you so had thirty minutes to accomplish this one section. That I assume is will be in the game, so it wasn't like a full level or anything like that. It was just right. pretty much when Leon goes into the the mansion or whatever, and you play out one little scenario there, and then talk to a character, and then a little cutscene will play, and then it'll say thank you for playing, and then tell you your time and all that kind of stuff. Did you just say mansion? I did. Yeah, I totally did. Police station. Police, police station. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Pol- yeah, that's fine. I don't know. So I think I beat it too because I got I got a screen that said twenty three minutes. Thank you for yeah, playing so you or whatever. It. Okay, yeah. cool. No, I didn't finish it. I got through. I got all the way back out uh, from the one area where you get the the key, I guess, or where you go meet the guy with the the notebook. Mm-hmm. I got back yes, out to the to the cop, and then I got the knife, and I just fell in love with the new knife mechanic. <laughs> like I just started using that, dude. I loved I loved what they did with that. I mean, and it's then, just, uh, yeah, it's great. I, don't know, I just started looking around, and then I started getting those feelings like, oh God, I know, like the liquor could be around this corner. Uh, is this where something busts through the window? And I started getting scared. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably why so, you didn't finish it, because I was told early on, like, don't do a lot of just exploring, because you yes, only. Yes, so I, I explored. Minutes. Yeah, I, I would have too had somebody not told me that. I would have been like, well, okay, I guess that's the end of the demo, and would have had no idea. I kind of went in into it knowing that I wasn't going to finish. I just wanted to see everything. Yeah. Did either of you get attacked and killed by a zombie? I didn't yes. die. 
Did you? I did not. I yeah, I got attacked and killed. Uh, I wanted to see what it did, oh. and they 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 really it's awesome. Like he, That's actually you see him pull all the meat out of your neck. Like there. they eat you right there in front of you. Nice. It's nice. It's a it's a so it's nice little animation. Old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You are dead. It says you, you are, dead. are dead. Yeah. They did an awesome job. I can't wait. Yeah, the mm-hmm. graphics and the gore look pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And Dead Rising Four was uh. It's the things that I loved about the first one. A lot, a lot better controls. I can't wait to really get into it. I mean, it's got zombies in it, so I'm sold. Sure. What about you, Steven? Uh, I also played the Resident Evil demo, as we just mm-hmm. talked about. I've been playing Red Dead Redemption 2. I feel like I should be farther into the story, but I cannot help but explore. Yes. And just do things. Like, now I got on a hunting... Now he the feels, Todd. Yeah. Yes, he does. I, I got into a hunting <laughs> kick where... I was trying to craft certain things, and I wanted to. I, I got obsessed with trying to get the perfect pelts because I was like, "What am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong?" So I, said, oh, I did yeah. some research, and they're like, "It's all about your gun. It's all about your uh-huh. weapon and what you're using." So each animal has something particular. So I, that I invested in a varmint rifle, and I thought, "All right, I got this going. So I'm going to get all the little ones." And it, at first, it was working, but then I needed a squirrel pelt. And I could never get a perfect squirrel, so I was like, what am I doing wrong here? Yeah. Come to find out you need a small game arrow for your bow. And I was like, ah, so okay. <laughs> so I got obsessed with that. Then I decided I needed an elk pelt. And I, the big game was one of those things that I was trying to figure out how can I get these things without killing them. Well, I right. invested in a nice rifle with a scope. And oh boy, I've been getting perfect pelts now nice. because I'm just a nice distance away and I just call to them and they're just like huh and then pow right in the head and they go down and then i go over there and i've got a nice perfect pelt did you get the bear with the scar face you got him yet no but didn't you tell me about a a bigfoot yeah i came across this was by pure chance okay i was trying to get to an area and i went up this big mountain Uh and Uh i was like where the hell am i going because it was just this winding path up this hill up this mountain and I was about to start going down, and I happened to notice, like, I, I casually glanced at this structure of bone beside me, and I thought, eh. And I just kept moving. And then my wife was sitting there, and she's like, hey, hey, bones. And I was like, what? Bones? And she's like, dinosaur bones? Because we'd been looking for dinosaur bones oh, as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought, oh, okay, yeah, let me go check that out. It was not dinosaur bones. It was the large skeletal structure of something. That looked human, but it was massive. And I was like, oh. So I just sketched it down and made a note of it on the map. And I was like, interesting. So it kind of related back to what you were telling me about the Bigfoot. So I was like, I wonder if there's some clue about it around here outside of this. Yeah. So that was kind of interesting that I stumbled upon that. Um, But as I was going on this hunting trip, as I was saying, I was trying the elk pelt. I'm going to stick with this for, for just a moment. (laughs) <laughs> I was so hell-bent on getting this pelt because I wanted to get back to the camp and get my uh, my, my upgraded satchel because if you bring the perfect <laughs> pelts, uh-huh. you can carry more stuff. And I was like, I want this satchel. I want to get you know more room in my, my bags. Indiana Jones had a satchel. He did. <laughs> so <laughs> I had, I just, I needed this pelt. I finally got this pelt. And then on my way back, I seemed to get distracted or pulled away Doing all these different things, you know, 
There was always like, uh-huh. hey, can you help me out here? Oh, uh, won't you come do this? I mean, there were so many different moments where someone was pulling me away. I was like, I just I just want to get back to my camp with this pelt. I showed them the hand every now and again to yeah. talk to the hand. Like I got like there was a, a gang member. One of our members got caught by the bounty hunters. And this guy just rode up on me. He's like, dude, dude, we got to go help Bill. And I was like, OK. And I was on my way back. I was like, what's going on? He's like, Bill's got caught. We got to go save him. And I was like, OK. Yeah, let's, it's let's so go. like everything happens so seamlessly yeah. in that game. It's beautiful. But anyway, yeah, that's great. I wanted this elk pelt. Had it. And I was on my way back, finally. And then I was trotting through this one area. And then my horse was like, rrr, rrr, was freaking out. I was like, what are you freaking out over, man? What are you freaking out over? I didn't see anything. Then suddenly, and this big bear, grizzly bear, just charging at me. I was like, ah, gun, uh-huh. gun. And he <laughs> no time me. to think about any of it. Yeah. yeah. And then what happens when I respawn? All my shit is gone. That elk pelt is gone. So no, I had it's to not. go. It's it at, was. It's at the trapper. Was it the trapper? Anytime you lose your uh, pelts, they're at the trapper. Oh well, I was mad because I was like, "Where's my pelt? Where's my pelt? It's not here. Yeah. Screw this game." <laughs> I was so mad, so I had to go get another one. But I did. I finally got it. This last thing I did. Well, last now night. you might so have more than one. Yes. Know, yes. So that's you a plus. But now I'm on a hunt. bothered with all that, so I don't know. I didn't either. Like, it's funny, like, how much you can dig into the game and it allows you. Like, I was telling him, I was like, in my game, I didn't do any of that. You don't really need it. Mm -hmm. But if you want it, that's the beauty. Yeah, that's the beauty part of it. Like, if you do it, they reward you for it because you can get that satchel and and you can carry more stuff. And then I told him, I was like, you don't really need the satchel. He's like, yeah, but I want the satchel. It's just okay. me. You yeah. know, I'm enjoying just It's a play exploring. style. It's totally valid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what's awesome about that game, too. But, yeah, I could probably go on for, for hours talking about all the fun stuff I've done or how <laughs> I've enjoyed it. Can. But um, the last game that I played, now I did want to touch on this because Lace and I got to play it together with Star Trek Bridge Crew. and Is it fun? Oh, man. Yes. Is it fun with people oh, you know? yes. I, I, even fine. if we, I think if we had one more person, I want good internet. Damn it! I want to yeah. play this game. I, I don't get to do this stuff online because my internet is, is that, shit. Is that what it is? It's uh, HughesNet, is what it is. It's terrible. I mean, I really feel like if we had one more person, we could have. Because I think we did pretty good, you know. And but there I was think a so moment because we got through how many story missions? Like five. I think we've only got like one or so left of like the campaign. Sure. Okay. But I think but the reason was... why we were having trouble was because, like, we're just, like, learning how the game wanted you to be able to play this scenario. But even even still, we got to this, there was, like, the one that we were stuck on for at least a few hours because it was just a matter of trying to understand the strategy involved. And that's mm-hmm. where, I mean, having good teamwork really comes in handy because the captain's got to sit there and think of, how it works, and then your team members have to execute it. But even still, you have to trust them to know their jobs well enough to just manage it properly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, you two were just bouncing all over the place trying to make sure everything's maintained. I'm sitting there trying to uh-huh. figure out how are we going to do this, how are we going to make this work. And if you can if you can stay in unison, it's it's a wonderful game. It's a wonderful multiplayer game. Yeah. Yeah, we that's, let Steve be it. the captain. Yeah, fine. they didn't want to be captain, so I took that role on, and I thought I did all right. Well, I figured, like, since you didn't do the tutorial, that that also might be the best one. Because if you didn't do the tutorial, you may not even know how to do the other stations, like what each thing did. 
And then this way you're no, but- seeing all of it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't mind being the captain. Vaz absolutely doesn't want to be captain. I don't know why. I mean, I felt like I had a good uh, plan of attack for for things. So, you know, I mean, I got us out and of that as one jam. you don't have someone like me who goes rogue every once in a while. Yeah, and shooting <laughs> shit. She shot something. We're trying to get through this thing. She just unloaded a photon blast and was like, what are you doing? To be fair, Vaz goes, can you get rid of the volatile object? And I'm like, sure, without even thinking that we were trying to be stealthy, you know. And then I hear, lace, and I'm like, Damn it, we're, we were caught, weren't we? I screwed the whole thing up. Okay. Yeah. Next time we tell you that, you have to just fly around it. I'm sorry. Captain's mad at mm. me now. Yeah, like, I can see, like, in uh, two years, I'll get good internet. But like, hey, guys, let's play Star Trek. Nah. We're yeah, like, it's we're old. on Star Trek 3 old. now, Todd. Yeah. yeah. Damn it, I don't have that game yet. Get on our level. No, it's fun. It's, we're on it's, first contact, damn it. If you get a chance to play it, though, it's it's. I different. want to. Yeah. Um, all right, let's talk about some news because we got some right. news, guys. Oh boy, yes we do. Let's let's. It's been a week for news. What a week it's been. Let's, I guess, start talking about Gearbox and Randy Pitchford for starters, because mm. the simplified version of this story, just for the sake of time, because I probably I might miss something. So if I do, I apologize. But last week there was a lawsuit that was uncovered by Kotaku that was filed by Gearbox against the company's former general counsel, Wade Callender. The suit alleges that Callender was caught trying to exploit Gearbox's generosity and trust for his own personal gain and is seeking $1 million in damages. Callender also filed a countersuit seeking seeking an equal amount and stating that Pitchford and Gearbox are out to defraud and harm him, but... That doesn't stop there. The countersuit also mentions a $12 million bonus Pitchford accepted from Take-Two Interactive, but accepted it to Pitchford Entertainment Media and Magic, not Gearbox. Uh, Furthermore, said bonus was allegedly used to fund one of the supposed several sex parties in which adult men are exposing themselves to minors. No way. And there was even mention of a USB drive belonging to Pitchford that was found at a Medieval Times restaurant that was said to have contained child pornography. How do you carry that around with you? I don't know. <laughs> don't know. So now all of that is currently speculative because there's there, it's not been proven. This is just what Calendar has been saying. Okay. Now, Pitchford himself quickly took to Twitter to denounce all claims, because why wouldn't you? Of course. Uh, But in this time of hashtag times up, I don't think it's that much of a stretch to believe it's true. Mm. But that's that's just my opinion. Not saying it is. My opinion. I don't want to be sued for libel or whatever the hell. Yeah, just look into it. Let's do our due diligence. Yeah. However, um... Dave Eddings, who was the former VP of Gearbox, he actually made a a simple tweet amidst all the news just saying it's true. So take that as you will. He didn't go into details. He just said it's true. That's it. Whatever that means. Uh, But as of right now, all uh, both lawsuits are ongoing and there has not really been an official investigation into the child pornography claims. So 
we'll have to wait and see where that goes. But I think I think at that point it needs to kind of happen because, you know, that's that's a serious claim. Yeah. And I don't think you need to just let that go. Right. Someone yeah. needs to look Always into it. Look just into just it. just yeah. for the sake of validity, I guess. Uh okay. Last week we mentioned a split between Activision and Bungie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And on the surface, despite how that was surprising, nothing seemed out of place. However, <laughs> however, that doesn't seem to be the case since things we're now learning, Activision is now under investigation for fraud. Boom. Okay. The law firm uh, Pomerantz LLC is investigating due to concerns of unlawful business practices. And many under the assumption now that the split with Bungie was due to this particular suit, but the why is still unclear. On top of this controversy, Activision Blizzard brought back Dennis Durkin as their chief financial officer, a role he actually left at one point, and they gave him an annual salary of $900,000 a year, a $1.3 million target bonus, and an additional $15 million comprised of $3.75 million sign-on bonus and $11.3 million in restricted stock. This massive payout pissed so many people off considering the company has been scaling back numerous projects, (laughs) saying that they didn't have the funds to support them, yada, yada, yada. Uh, so oh my God. people are like, how do you have this kind of money to fork over to this guy, but you don't have money to support your studios? Now, reports did state that Durkin was hesitant to take the role again, so the money that they kind of forked over could have essentially been, you know, sweetening the pot, saying, please come back, please come back, we'll give you this, we'll give you this, we'll give you this. So we don't know that for sure, I'm just saying it's... You know, one of those, something you you would literally question. Because one question I would have is, are these stories related in some way? Something's going on. Not necessarily just the $15 million payout, but more to the rehiring of Durkin, since this is during a very tumultuous time. And do they expect him to write the financial ship? I don't know. Something's going on, though. All right. uh, Next story I've got, because while we're on the subject of controversy, let's talk about EA. Always controversy. Because, you know... Uh, do you guys remember the previously announced open-world Star Wars game that has been developed by Visceral Games, but then EA shut down mm-hmm. Visceral uh-huh. Games, and then they absorbed the game into their Vancouver studio? Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember. Okay. Well, apparently they canceled that game. Oh, yeah. Nice. That, okay. that wouldn't be the first time. Now, for transparency, this news came from Kotaku's Jason Screer, who's been breaking all the news this week. Mm. Um, but once it broke... EA stepped in and claimed it was all speculative, but then seemingly leaned into the aforementioned accusation by saying, quote, As a natural part of the creative process, the great work by our team in Vancouver continues and will evolve into future Star Wars content and games. So you just said, nah, it's not true, but you kind of did just say it's the game's still not on. You just said it's being evolved into something. So it's still canceled for now. Yeah, but they didn't. They didn't want to admit that it's canceled. Maybe it's they just don't want to lose their rights to it. But wait, wait, wait! Isn't, I wish they would. Isn't EA 
didn't they announce that the people that made Titanfall, they're working on a Star Wars game? Well, if you're talking about Respawn, yeah. they did they did assure people that Jedi Fallen Order is still happening. So you got that to look forward Until to. Until they canceled that one. Yeah. But they, they wanted to let you know that there is still a Star Wars game ongoing, just not the one people were most excited You know, for. with Amy Henning, wasn't she the one really pushing that other... I think so, yeah. Yeah, and then she leaves. So yeah. I'm wondering if they was like, look, we can't keep going. Who knows? Because... They're idiots. They're, they are. They're morons. They keep canceling stuff, so it's not going to happen. Damn. And you may be thinking at this point we're done with all the controversy, because that was a lot of controversy, is, right? Yeah. Well, we got one more to throw in, because Ubisoft... Yay. <laughs> oh, damn, they're all, they're hitting all the all of them. All the big <laughs> because, guys this week are... Yeah, right. yeah we hit but the trifecta the this week. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> no, no, actually, yeah. Look at that. They're out of the, they're they're out of the light. Um... So that that D- new DLC for Assassin's Creed Odyssey came out. Uh, it left a lot of fans feeling empty. Since the game is heavily touted, I have not played it yet. Mm-mm. I've but got it. Odyssey is touted as having a lot of player choice. It's all about player choice, right? The ending of the second piece of DLC apparently left a lot of fans feeling like all their choices were just pointless. Like, you're forcing me into this situation, oh. so... Okay, so all my choices are null and void at this point. And fans let their voices be heard, as they often do. And initially, Ubisoft responded with a statement assuring fans that the third episode will tie it all together. That it's, it's going to happen, you know? It'll all be fine. However, taking more time to read through some of the comments, a formal apology was issued by the game's creative director, Jonathan Dumont, via Reddit. He states that the story had a clear intention, but apparently they missed the mark completely in regards to player choice. Which, you know, if you're forcing people into a particular situation, yeah, yeah, you're taking away choice. Uh, He said they will work hard to do better to allow player choices carried out completely throughout the game, which for me kind of seems a little late now since you've already done this. So unless you're changing the DLC that you've already released, how are you going to do that? An update. They're going to Mass Effect 3 it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's exactly what they're going to do. That worked well for them. Oh, man. Yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I haven't really been invested in Assassin's Creed games since Black Flag. I haven't. Yeah, I mean. I know people love it, though. I'm not discounting that. It's just nothing struck my interest. I got th- I've got the game. I'll I'll play it because I like that whole time period, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe but just don't do the DLC. It's just a game then. to me. Yeah, I'm not I'm definitely not going to do the DLC. Yeah. I'm going to delete it off my PlayStation 4 when I'm done. <laughs> I feel <laughs> gotta like Got to make room, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I get into phases for Assassin's Creed is like yeah. I have to be in the mood. Mm-hmm. Like I think the last one that I played was Syndicate and it was on sale on the PlayStation Store yeah. and I just I was like I haven't played one in a while. I'd kind of like to try this. Yeah. That was that's me with this one. So, we'll see. All right, here's some news I'm really excited about. I don't know if you guys got yeah. to see it, but we had the Mortal Kombat 11 reveal this week. Yes. Okay, so NetherRealm Studio held a presentation on Thursday for the game. Mm-hmm. Here's what we got. First of all, we're going to go ahead and kind of call back to that Ronda Rousey truth or trash moment. Yes. She is confirmed as Sonya Blades. We got We right. did. Got it right. So that's awesome. Yes. I think she's just doing the voice. I thought they were actually going to make her look like yeah, her. because she like, looks like her already. But they didn't really... They just stated she's the voice 
of Sonya. So I, okay, I, so I, mean, I guess that's cool. Have yeah. you heard her acting skills? I have not. Yeah, she might not do. <laughs> she might not do so well. Eh. I mean, it's voice work, so right. that's all she's got to do. There's no no other big things. Um, they showed an opening prologue of the game, which kind of gives us a little bit of the story, I guess, to try and understand what this story is about. It it relates back to, I don't know if you guys saw it, relates back to the ending that was like the after credit scene for Mortal Kombat X, uh-huh. where Raiden had the head of Shinnok and threw it at the feet of Liu Kang and Katana. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> So we actually got to see how that even happened. Like, how is Shinnok beheaded? And Raiden's got him torturing him, locked up. Just telling him, he's like, you're going to follow me now, or I'm going to be the... No one's going to attack Earthrealm, you know, you're going to have to go through me kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So he's really strutting his stuff, but he is also kind of corrupted now. Right. That we've kind of seen, so... Well, he's the next person we're going to have to kill. I feel like, yeah, I feel like they're going to make Raiden into the villain, but I don't think it's going to be... A direct, like, oh yeah, you're the villain for sure. We're I think it's going to be him. one of those moments where he's, yeah, he's he's so corrupted that he thinks he's doing right because he. It's not like he just said, "Well, I'm going to destroy all of Earthrealm." It's like I'm protecting it, but I'm going to do it on my terms now. So all you sons of bitches going to come in here and try to take me on? Hell no! I'm the god now. I'm the guy you're going to have to get through. So it's like he's his intentions are good, but, a little but drunk he's going to take. Yeah, he's gonna go extreme with it. So I'm, I'm, I think that's a great story. It is. It really take is. It, take it with. So I'm interested to see on where that goes. However, there was another wrinkle to it that I'm very curious about that I didn't go into. They introduced a new character who I think they said her name was Kronika, and she's she's somebody they've they've kind of shown. I think the very first trailer <laughs> we got to see there was like this woman who kind of looked Quan Chi-ish. I hate to say, but. Quan Chi-ish. Yeah, where she's kind of bald and pale. And Is it Alpha? I came into Something it really like late, that. so I missed the beginning of it. It's yeah. But I know, I think we saw her in the, the I think, what was it, the, uh, did they have a trailer at E3? They I had a trailer like, yeah. at the, um, something. was it E3? Gamescom? No, it yeah. was at the Games Awards. Ga- okay. Game Awards. So okay. What, Game Awards. Yeah. yeah. So we got to see a, a glimpse of her there. She was in this end credit scene where she was talking to Shinnok. But you didn't really get an understanding of who she was. But she did kind of mention, she's like, Raiden is messing with the timeline again or something like that. And you're like, huh. So from what Netherrealm said, she has been there from the beginning. Apparently, like, this puppet master from Mortal Kombat from day one. And since Raiden changed the timeline back in Mortal Kombat 9, she's watching this happen again. So I'm assuming she's a she's an entity that exists outside of time. So she knows what he screwed up. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm interested to see where that story goes based on that. Uh, they also mentioned that there will be, t- I guess, as, as far as the start of the game, there's 25 characters that will be available. Uh, we only got a handful that they actually announced. They're, they're hiding all the others, so that's interesting. That's good. Uh, the only ones we got to see were Sonya, Scorpion, Sub-Zero, Raiden, Baraka re- returning, finally. Uh, then Scarlet, she's returning from Mortal Kombat 9. And then a new character by the name of Garrus, who kind of seems like an Earth God, but that's just based on what I was kind of getting out of his power set. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Uh, plus, we also got Shao Kahn. He's like a pre-order bonus, which I think they announced cool. some time ago. So you get to play as him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So uh, they showed you know, move sets, fatalities, 
there was character customization where you can change their designs and stuff like that. It reminded me a lot of what they did in Injustice 2, but I think it's a lot more detailed because it's not just, I mean, you can separate it down in pieces, but I feel like the designs are so much more unique. So you can really make that character your own. So it looks like Scorpion, but you can put different color schemes on him or different masks. And he just, all the different variations of Scorpion that I saw just in this little demo, it was just mm-hmm. like, oh man. So you can make him look like whatever, but he still nice. looks like Scorpion. <clears throat> then uh, they said that they've got three uh, meters now. You've got your basic health meter, then there's an offensive meter and a defensive meter. So it's not just three bars sitting at the, at the bottom and they all have kind of different... Uh, uses i guess for special moves or things like that then there's also a fatal blow move yeah I saw that, that once your character gets to i think it's under 30 percent health you have this move that you can do to kind of turn the tide so to speak mm-hmm. sweet so i'm anxious to see that uh they showed some fatalities and wow <laughs> they have really amped it up I didn't I mean, get a everything chance to, just, like, really see one when I came in because I watched the a little bit of the Nether Realm streaming on Twitch, hoping to catch mm-hmm. it. But Oh, it, I mean, they looked, not to say that they weren't brutal in X, but I felt like there was a point where they all started to repeat in a way. You know what I mean? Like, there was just something about it that was similar to each one of them. Whereas this, it's like they've really found a way to make them all unique in their own way and vicious, you know? Yeah. Like, there was one that Scorpion did where he drops under the... like I think he threw his spear, morphed or teleported up under the ground. The spear is still hanging out, so the chain is heating up, going across the guy's face. Then he flips back over them <laughs> with the chain and yanks it and splits them in half. And it's like, oh, damn. And nice. even and even just the simplest ones that they did, there was always like an insult to injury. I think there was like one where Sub Zero froze up the character, and their head was sticking out. Then he forms up an ice axe, chops the head off, then picks up the head, freezes it, and then punches it. So it was like it wasn't bad enough that you just cut his head off. You're going to continue to you I'm know keep screw him up. mutilating this body. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. So I thought that was kind of neat. Just little things like that. But um, the other thing, they also announced that there will be a collector's edition. It comes with a scorpion mask, which looked Holy shit, badass. how much is that? I'm going to, I don't know. I don't think they really said, but we'll probably say, what, 179? I think 139 <clears throat> is what I've been seeing lately. On, I don't on. know. I mean, you think about all the DLC, because you probably get that too. And Mortal Kombat X cost at least, what was it, 90 bucks? If you got the season pass right. and everything, so Seeing I don't know. The characters we'll see. that'll get added later. I'm on saying or not, yeah. right now, own I would buy that for a dollar, one hundred and thirty nine dollars. Okay, there you go. I, I'm telling you, it's gonna be more because that mask <laughs> is badass. I was just gonna say the one with the mask. <clears throat> I feel like was it's gonna be pricey. Uh, but also, they did mention that there will be an open beta. I think they said an open beta could have been a closed. There's a beta. I'll just say that. I won't say open or close, but it's on uh, March 28th, and the game will come out on the 23rd of April. Nice. But we won't get it to play it, or at least I won't, because we'll be at PAX. Yeah, and that's Damn fine. Damn it. Yep. She'll be playing other things. That's we'll true. We'll be finding maybe, maybe it'll be at PAX. I doubt it. <laughs> no, it's not. Are they independent? <laughs> well, I, no. well, I mean. They're owned by Warner Brothers. Yeah, they won't be. The Detroit Became Human no, was there. 
Yeah, but that's an independent studio, uh, really. They're just published yeah, by Sony. Yeah, kind of, but it's still Sony. So, like, we'll I don't see. know. Whatever, I guess. I'm not gonna, I don't know yeah, what the I'm rules are. We've so. had that debate before. So, yeah. We have. All right, so no, no big deal. But there you go. There's your Mortal Kombat 11 news. I'm excited. Quickets! Quickets! The PS Vita got an update. Why? I don't know. It just did. Just yeah. thought I'd let you know. <laughs> That's good, though. I mean... Yeah. They ought to still be supporting it, I feel like. but It's just one of those polished updates where it's like, yeah, we're just stabilizing some stuff. So, But hey, if you're still playing it, it got an update. So good there for you. you. Yeah. Uh, Catherine Full Body, which is a game I'm so looking forward to, will feature a puzzle-free mode allowing you to skip the gaming portion of the game and instead focus on watching the story. So if you just want to buy it for the anime purposes of oh. it you can do that that's pretty cool I, I think they should do that with uh, some games like just ha- show me all the cutscenes. i mean the, the puzzle element to it can be challenging mm-hmm. especially if you amp it up i think when i played it on the playstation 3 i was really aiming for the uh the platinum trophy but it was just oh yeah. my god because you've got to be quick you got to know exactly uh-huh. where to move and all that and i was just like ah oh, my my head <laughs> So uh-huh. maybe I'll try it again on this one. I don't know. So do you think that, because I've heard that, you know, with Sony's new censorship stuff that's been going on, do you think, how much do you think it'll affect that game? I don't think it'll be that bad. Yeah. It really wasn't that, be the word. See, I think a lot of people, you know, it's like those hentai games and stuff that are extremely like borderline porn mm-hmm. that's really been getting hit hard and it's people's been blown out of proportion. I really don't, I don't consider Catherine or yeah. pornographic by any means. I would I mean, think it was, so, but again, like I don't understand why <clears throat> we can't just use our own discretion and read ratings yeah. and do all that in the first place. Why you need people I, to I, do it for you? Because think of the children, please. Well, then don't buy it for your that. children. <laughs> you know, I heard. I heard that my was a uh, my nephew who's probably ten. He got himself mortal or not mortal resident evil 7 and i was just shaking my head like jesus Christ. all right fine now he was allowed to I don't purchase know. it himself no because i'm sure his mom did and uh, just... hey i purposely let peyton play the beginning of that game she didn't even make it in the house the door shut she cut it off i knew that was going to happen so i <laughs> it wasn't even I anything at the happen. beginning of that game yeah all right well anyway we got we got a little off track uh, the epic game store is uh, updating its refund policy to make it equal to Steam. I was wondering so, about that. It was a very convoluted, confusing refund policy. Sorry. Well, Your not first anymore. first one out of the <laughs> gate just didn't make any sense. Well, they were trying to be unique, and it just did uh, not work right. the way they were expecting it to. Uh, the last episode of The Walking Dead final season will release on March 26th. So no. I think I'm going to wait until w- once I'm it doing. comes out and I'm going to buy the whole thing. So how many episodes I, is it going to be four then? Just four. four yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which is fine. Just tighten up the story, get it done. As much as I hate to say that. But right, yeah. Just make well sure we have closure point. on the whole thing. Yes. Sure. Yes, yeah. definitely. Uh, the Westworld mobile game that I'm... I really feel like we talked about at one point. Yeah, that Bethesda uh, was suing. I feel like we did. Yeah. Well, they are shutting down. Oh, okay. Because Bethesda is suing. Yes. <laughs> There's oh, it's been like long day. enough. Hasn't that been going on for months now? That's what I thought, yeah. It's been a while. So, but no, they, they decided, nope, no, we're going we're gonna to stop since... 
They you know, made a lot of good points, did they? They did. Yeah, they did. <laughs> Wasn't that the one that was kind of like Fallout Shelter? Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it was an exact like rip off of Fallout from Shelter. Bethesda were actually working on it and all this kind of, or mm-hmm. like ex-employees or something. Yeah, it was total rip off of it. It really was. I played it just uh, to see. And yeah, it's the exact same thing. <laughs> now, I'm not sure if we mentioned this uh, on the show yet. This might have happened while we were off. I don't remember. But uh, Sean Levy left the Uncharted movie. Uh, I, That's still a thing. This, yeah, apparently, I a few weeks back, uh, which left the project without a director. However, he was replaced last week by David Trachtenberg, who was the director of Ten Cloverfield Lane. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> oh, I've and yeah, I know that's that's where I'm at with it. I mean, look, I love Tom Holland. He's a good, he's a good little actor. I just he's. He's not Nathan Drake to me. No. I'm having a hard time swallowing that pill. Yeah. But I, he's a good actor. Don't There's get me wrong. one Nathan Drake out there. Yeah. Well, now uh, you f- ruined it for us all. Not, <laughs> or, or made it better. I don't know. However you want to look at it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, now, as the, fi- the final thing I have here, and as much as I would love to have put this in weird news, mm-hmm. a movie based on Just Dance. I saw world. that. How? What well, story? I guess they make stepping it up like to the streets. Those yeah. high school, like. Uh, yeah, that's what it's uh, going to be. It's all about the dance. We got to dance, baby. Like me and girls. A, a dance with, class. I don't know. What was the last I guess the one? question is. There was a dancing the, the, movie that had. Uh, who's the dude for Magic Mike? Channing Tatum. Yes, step it up to the streets. Step up. Step, step it up it or up. something like that. It's going to be like that. So yeah. my question is, what are you going to do to make this stand out from all these other movies? Oh, well, you're going to be movies? dressed as pandas. And oh. Channing Tatum's going to be in <laughs> and it. And frogs. I don't know. And I mean, they're going to have to inject the game in there because that's the whole point, right? Yeah. So what do you do? It's going to be a do? dance competition. It's got to be. I, I don't, mean, I don't, we, I don't know. Well, we'll we know see. what the we'll basic see. plot or is. I won't, but I'll hear about it. No, I'm not going to watch it. Um... Okay, so truth or trash time. This, all right, here we go, Lace. Let's, let's focus. I, I'm going to start with this one first since we've already talked about the game. Um, Mortal Kombat 11 will see a release on the Nintendo Switch. Truth. I'm going to say truth. You think you can handle it? Yeah. That's I think. what I was debating in my head. Uh, I think it'll be later on. Okay. Trash. Just okay. to, just so we can have a winner, you got to have one, Ooh, one have thing that comes that's different. I don't have a pen. I'll use a big marker. A, that is a big marker. It's a massive marker <laughs> that he just so pulled out one, of nowhere. Eh, eh, eh. Okay, so I got one. I got another. All right, next. WB Games' next Batman game will be called Batman: The Court of Owls. The Court of Owls. Mm-hmm. I don't know enough about Batman. I know. What's the thing in Batman lore, but okay. is that what it's going to be? No. Uh, truth. Just because I don't know. I'm going to say trash. No, look at you two look dividing at this. Yeah. There will be a definitive winner out of this week. <laughs> All right. Now, here's, here's where it's going to be real fun. Also, Warner Brothers is currently planning a Detective Pikachu spinoff Based on the original Pokemon game. Truth. It's because we're I a Pokemon kick, so. man. 
Yeah, and, and Pokemon sales regardless. All right. Look at that. You finally agreed on something. Wonderful. So no definitive winner. We agreed and two disagree, so... And and while we're on Truth or Trash, I'm going to go ahead and... Uh, I had an idea this morning, Uh-oh. and I think it'll be a beautiful idea. I'm going to keep track, just like we've talked about needing to do, keeping track of Truth or Trash. I'm going to make a note of them every week. At the end of the year, I think we ought to go back and look and see what you guys got right and what you got wrong. I agree. That sounds like a good idea. So we'll do like a, a show in December where it's focusing on Truth or Trash. I can, sounds good. I can, I can then I can... That. Maybe I can win that. I, yeah. I will not win the uh, what the uh, what the hell did you just say? I will not win well, that game. That's fine. We'll, so. we'll we'll tally that up too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, weird news time. <clears throat> so never did I anticipate talking about rapper Soldier Boy one time when we started this podcast, yeah. and now here we are talking about him for a third. Was oh, it a time. third? Yeah. A third, third time because it wasn't necessarily. Oh, he's doing consoles, and oh, now he's taking them down? No. Despite having his consoles taken down because Nintendo said, you're infringing, we're going to sue you, he's trying to find a way to hawk his merchandise. Now, this time, I feel like it's in the sleaziest way possible. He's asking for donations. (laughs) Okay? And and follow me closely here, okay? okay? Follow me closely. Quote, a random donator who sends the largest donation will receive both consoles. But if you're not allowed to do these consoles... No, no, no. Pay attention. Pay attention to what I just said. Did you hear what I said? Okay. No. The largest donator gets both no, consoles. No, no, okay. no, 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 no. A random donator who sends the largest donation. Yeah, so it doesn't... Do you see the, the contradiction? Oh. oh, so like he will never give it to them and no one will ever know. Because it's random. I mean, it, yeah. So, who who's who's exactly getting it? So it's random. But if I if I'm the one who gave you a hundred dollars and everyone else gave you five, then I'm I'm the guy. You would think it's not yes. random. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't understand. A random, yeah, no. Um. Anyway, you'll receive both I never of heard illegal of you before consoles. All this. I'm not a fan now. I'm just saying. I I've heard the name, but yeah. I never oh, did. he ain't nothing. Now, why he assumed he could con his fans is beyond me, because luckily they weren't having it. Oh, many of them calling him out on Twitter, saying, you're a joke, this is stupid, you're a moron. Uh, in fact, someone was so fed up that they hacked his website and shut it down. <laughs> no. oh my God. And of course, he pointed the finger at someone he used to work with, and was like, yeah, he's just, he's a hater, you know, oh, dude, this is the devil. it was probably like a 10-year-old. Could have been. Yeah. Like Who I knows? hear those stories is. all the time. They're they're so, they're I found caught up be... with this tech in their life, man. They know it better. <laughs> I'm telling you. Oh yeah, for sure. They do. All right. Uh, this was this was a uh, a story that I debated on putting in regular news, but it was kind of in the weird section. Sex in it. So you can judge me if I'm wrong. If it's not really weird news, but it, it's interesting, mm-hmm. to say the least. So not really, I guess, the newsworthy in the way. But so no no sex. Uh, you may or may not know that the Pinkertons, recently seen in Red Dead Redemption 2, are something of a staple in Westerns. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a yeah. thing. It was a, based on a private security company and detective agency that existed in the late 19th and early 20th century. So it's not uncommon 
to see these historical figures tweaked a bit to exist within a fictional narrative. Mm -hmm. You know, film does that all the time. So when a story stating that a group like the Pinkerton Consulting and Investigations Group is looking to sue Rockstar and take to Interactive oh, for boy. defamation, you have to wonder what leg they have to stand on. Now, for starters, in most cases, you do need to secure the rights to portray real people and organizations and so on in fiction, to a point. Mm -hmm. Nine times out of ten, they'll let it slide if you paint them in a positive light. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, that, that's nice. Military is one such example. If they feel like they're being, you know, misconstrued as evil or anything like that, they take an offense and they're like, no, 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 we're not, we're not standing behind that. Now, this company is that Pinkerton company just evolved over the years. So right. it is the same people, just not as they were. Don't they change out It's just the whoever money. owns the name now, right? Or has sure. the name. Mm -hmm. Is there even a company anymore? Yeah, I mean, it's it, is it still? it's these people, but just not as they were then. Don't they change out the money in ATMs now? No, they're, they're a <laughs> consulting and investigation firm or whatever. Okay. Whatever they say they are. Anyway, the company states in a cease and, de a cease and desist, I'm trying to get that word, a letter that Rockstar nor Take-Two secured permission to use the Pinkerton badge used within the game. And the main reason they're seemingly taking umbrage with this is due to the depiction of the Pinkertons being used as villains, which could tarnish the reputation of the company, and no one would want to come to them because they think they're bad guys. And the company said that it's willing to discuss a settlement, but is also willing to sue should it come down to it. Uh, Rockstar has not been rattled by this, uh, saying that the claims are ridiculous, stating that the depiction of the Pinkertons is historically accurate and that the use of the Pinkerton name is protected by the First Amendment. So where do we go from here? We'll have to wait and see. I'll personally say that's a matter of opinion based on your perception. Right. Because Dutch, Vanderling, is Arthur dick. Morgan, these are technically villains. Right. You know, they're the bad guys, so hence the Pinkertons are going to hunt you because you're right. they're the lawmen. You're the outlaws. They probably don't yes. even know what the game's about. No, they don't. Probably not. They just, I mean, you're playing as the villain. So, yes, the Pinkerton are the bad guys to you. Yeah. But they are not portrayed as bad guys because they're doing their job. Correct. Or the company just wants some uh, time in the limelight for a minute. Well, the fact oh, yeah. that they were just like, well, we're willing to talk settlement. And they're just hurting for money. So yeah, they money. because they were in the first game. They didn't have a problem with no, it. Now they, they do. The same, they were portrayed the same way in the first game. And what's funny is if you look, if you look at all the various forms of media that they have been portrayed in, movies, TV, books, whatever, they've never had a problem with it before. Right. So why, why is this any different? You can't tell me they've not been painted in the same light in any other form of media. Or at least how they perceive it as being bad. Again, it's all a matter of perception. Right. No one's saying that, that Dutch and Arthur and that entire gang are the good guys. They are the story protagonists. It doesn't mean they're good. You know, yeah. they're bad they're, people. They're they admit yeah, to it all the time. Bad guys. I mean, it's called Red Even, Dead um, Redemption. I mean, hell, so Arthur goes through the whole game. the good guys that you're playing. You know, I don't know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. Arthur goes Enjoy through the whole time. game talking about not being a, a good person. So. Yeah. I mean, all the time when people are like, thank you, sir. You're just, you're such a gentleman. You're like, no, I'm no, not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Uh, I have nothing for 
I'd buy that for a dollar. There was nothing new and unique, so uh, you know the Christmas rush is over. So yeah, so all the good stuff. We're gonna have to wait on that, but hey, that's okay. I'm well, broke from Christmas. That's fine. Uh, release dates. I'm gonna get into those real quick. We got. Uh, is there time to refill my coffee? Yeah. So on <laughs> January 21st, we have a Hugu, a Hugu, a Hugu, a I H U G U for Nintendo Switch. You say that however you want. I, I like how you said it. A Hugu. That's what I'm gonna say. Uh, January 22nd, we have Future Grind for PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and PC. The Hong Kong Massacre, which I really want to play. Like, I did not know how much I wanted to play this until I saw it. Who's making it? Uh, you know? I don't remember right offhand. But it it's, sounds, sounds good. It's for the PlayStation 4 and PC. It's <clears throat> When I looked at it, it's Hotline Miami, but modernized. Okay. Like, if you remember how that, that whole yeah. play, I mean, the, the top down, the guns blazing, whatever, it's that, but modernized. Like, the graphics are what they are today. Sparks flying, dudes jumping all over the place. Oh, man. So kind of like Rezogun's particle effects? Yeah, yeah. Placed it. Have you seen that? The Ho- uh, Hong Kong Massacre? No. It's coming out on January 22nd. Looks like Hotline Miami. Look that Ooh. up. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm psyched. All right. Uh, at Sundown for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC. Sinran Kugara Burst Renewal. God, these names. PlayStation 4 and PC. The Raven Remastered for Nintendo Switch. A Fisherman's Tale for PlayStation 4 and PC. Shadow of the Tomb Raider, the Nightmare DLC for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. And Wander Song for PlayStation 4. Why does that sound familiar? I know. Yeah. Wander Song? Yeah. Wander Song. Why I do I feel like I've heard that? I'm, I'm sure I have, but I feel like there's a, something's trying to be like, hey, you remember that? Remember that? Hmm. And I should, yeah. but I don't remember. On January 23rd, we have the Kingdom Hearts VR experience for PlayStation 4. You guys ought to check that out. I know you'd love it. No. Because I know you guys love uh, Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. And whatnot. January 24th, we have Jack Quest, The Tale of the Sword for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC. Life is Strange 2, Episode 2, Rules for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Piku Niku for PC and Nintendo Switch. Curse Callista for Nintendo Switch. Smite for Nintendo... Oh, the rest of these are for the Nintendo Switch, by the way. Smite. Hashtag Kill All Zombies. Doodle God Evolution. My Memory of Us, which I really want to play again. Legrand Legacy. Tale of the Fate Bounds. All for Nintendo Switch. Then on January 25th, we have the release of Resident Evil 2. For PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Heroes Trials for Nintendo Switch. Nothing Ever Remains Obscure or Nero for Nintendo Switch. Flowlines VS for the Nintendo Switch. What does VS mean, I wonder? Uh, I don't know. Uh, and then on January 26th, we have Inops. That's what it says. Inops, Inops for Nintendo Switch. And then finally, we have the Xbox Games with Gold for January. I'm a little... Uh, I'm a little envious this year or this month. I'm, I kind of want. I kind of want what they got because they're yeah. giving out uh, Celeste. Yeah. yeah, I do. I want that game. Xbox One, January first through the thirty first, and I know I could go and buy it. I do. I just have a lot of games I'm trying to get through. The bad 
Right. I'll get there. Uh, then there's WRC6 FIA World Rally Championship. Also for X- These are all for the Xbox One, by the way. Gotcha. Uh, that'll be available from January 16th through February 15th. Then Laura Croft and the Guardian of Light will be available from January 1st through the 15th, also for the Xbox 360. They have gave that game away like four times. Yeah. And then Far Cry 2 will be available, Xbox One 360, from January 16th through the 31st. That is a dumpster fire of a game. Except for, you know, they got Celeste. They, yeah. were, they gave out one solid game. Yeah, I do want that game. Yeah. All right, guys. Are you ready to play What the Hell Did You Just Say? <laughs> I don't know, but I liked how you introduced it right there. <laughs> yeah. like that. <clears throat> so, I've, what I've done is since we're taking points now, which I really need a pen. I really need what a pen. What happened to the big giant marker? Well, I've still got the marker. I, but the pen, I mean, this is massive. This is that like is a finger. A big finger. Two fingers. Anyway, um, so since we're counting now, we're doing scores, I have really narrowed these down to the the cream of the crop. Oh, the man. solid which, which AKA means like the hardest. Yeah, yeah, the ones that really sound like garbage or something just really <laughs> out there. It might be a great game. It might be a great game. I don't want to, we don't know. I've not played these. I, I'm just saying. Do you want your hat for this? No, I don't need my <laughs> So, let's see here. I, I Maybe I should start splitting them up, too. I could probably do that, but I think it's more fun when I'm trying to, to fill you out and see where you're at mentally, what I'm going to throw at you. So, how many How many are we doing today? Three? Three apiece? Yeah, three apiece. Yeah, I think that sounds good. Okay. Here's the, here's the uh, new game rule. If you guys happen to tie, I'm going to give you one in which you will both have to give me an example of one game, and then that'll be the tiebreaker. Whoever gives me the best description wins. Do I go in the cone of silence? But yeah. whether or not that'll ever happen depends on Todd. <laughs> I know. That's not fair. That does. I can show no, that at is. any moment, you guys. No, no, no. That's fair. That is fair. Mine's not gold. Okay. So, Lace, I'll, I guess I'll start with you. Mm-hmm. In the world end, you and me, the forgot legend... <laughs> That's not even a sentence. You and no, me, the world, and forgotten. No, let me, let me try that again. In the world end, you and me, the forgets legend. So, see here you go. Todd's smiling. He loves this. I've I'm already forgotten what again get. what he said. So I'm just gonna say it is a rip off of the World's End movie. Um, and it's a 2D uh, side-scrolling platformer, and you are just trying to go through the zombie world and make it to the bar. So the whole point is to make it to the end of the world so you can forget whatever just happened and be able to have a beer. So zombies are coming across the screen. Maybe bats will put in vampire lore, because why not? The name of the game sucks. I'm sorry. This is terrible. And uh, you were playing as the main protagonist to get to the the Winchester. No, I don't like it. <laughs> I mean, you could have you could have ran with dyslexia here. <laughs> <it's> so <laughs> well, you know, I don't I don't need people adding me like. What do you mean? Yeah, that's true. You know? What are you talking about? But if they can't at you because they can't read. Ah, uh, but. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. They I'm not can. being hateful. It just takes a little longer. Yeah, that's true. 
just like this game and its title. I would have stopped trying uh, to read it. That's fine. Todd. Damn it. What? All right. I got I got a great one for you. Yeah, it's really going to be easy. Yeah. Definitely sneaky, but not sneaky. Hmm. So, uh, of course, this is like a stealth mission game. I, I kind of see it as like a, not like top down, but what's that, what do you call it when it's kind of like, kind of tilted? Diagonal. Yeah, diagonal. Kind of looking like that. Uh, you have all these rooms. Actually, you have not just all these rooms. Like I guess it's like a building. And you have to sneak through it. And you're graded on, well, you were sneaky, but you were not sneaky. You know? <laughs> so I guess it depends on how much, you know, I guess you can make noise. Mm. Uh, you can, uh, they can see you. And you sneak through, and, and your goal is uh, you're, you're uh, I guess, like espionage. You got to go in and get the fi- uh, files off of a computer. You're uh, mm-hmm. going in for Donald Trump and getting Russian <laughs> stuff off of a thumb drive. Right, you lost Definitely me not yeah, sneaky. Yeah. No, no. No, that, this is where it comes in. It's like he sends you on these missions that make no sense. No, I don't yeah. like it. Yeah. I don't like it. Damn it. I shouldn't have said Trump. No. We're blowing it today, Todd. Yeah. It's okay. So far, we're tied. <laughs> oh, right? shit. Lace. Frankie Lettuce. Frankie Let Us? No, like lettuce. Like, you know, what you put on a sandwich. The oh. stuff that was killing people? Frankie yeah. Lettuce. <laughs> and probably will again here very soon. Um, mm-hmm. Frankie Lettuce is a child's game, obviously, from ages like five to ten. Uh, Frankie Lettuce is the main protagonist who is teaching you um, all of the different food groups that are good for you. And so um, it is like a series of random mini games where, um, you know, the food pyramid will go up there and then you'll have the different foods that come across at the bottom and then you can shoot them up at the, the correct time to land in the, in, the, in the spot on the pyramid that it's supposed to go. Um, and then the next one will teach you all about like where lettuce is um, the bestest and, uh, you know, which <laughs> salad would you put it on? Um, which dressing is the best for you? You know, and then there's all these like cute little cutscenes of dressing getting dropped on his head and all this kind of stuff. And of course, he's, you know, sad about that because he's drowned in dressing and trying to teach you the importance of, you know, ordering dressing on the side. Um, and how you should also be putting tomatoes and all sorts of healthy foods in there and cucumbers. Um, and then, yeah, that's the end. Um, and then okay. don't put mayonnaise on your sandwich, kids. It's not good for you. Put lettuce instead. I'll give you a point. I'll give you a point. That he's is, vegan friendly, like. so you know those people are going to love it. Oh, yeah. She it's just, hard to appeal reason she got to a vegan. point was she didn't say Trump. If she would have said something about Trump, you're like, that's not a point. And don't well, put him you know, on a you hamburger. always default to Trump. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to make sure that's going to be a, a What if I told you the final mission was executing Trump? Mm. Well, that depends, but Do I get see, a point now? Might, no, we it's might too get late. in trouble. Damn it. Yeah, did we you, might. Speaking yeah. of that real quick, just off topic, did you happen to see the Family Guy episode where Peter and Trump fought? <laughs> Who Your was? cash. Poor. I don't know. My my DVR cut it off before no. it was because of the stupid football game. I'll go to Hulu. Yeah, I'm going to have to. Or search it on YouTube. I don't know. Uh, Todd? Ninja? Is it Ninja with a question mark or Ninja with a... Yeah. 
Ninja? Oh, ninja with a question mark. Yeah. So this is a story all about how my life got flipped upside down. <laughs> okay. No, you're a <laughs> No, you you own that. Keep going. Go ahead, you're yeah. not gonna get a point. No, okay, so it is. It is a story about a young Japanese kid and his goal to become a ninja. Is he a ninja or is he not a ninja? That's the question. And I mean, you're not giving me any kind of no. Yeah, no. So, like, we're still in the beta stage. (laughs) So, I'm in my head. In my head, I'm seeing. I'm seeing the cutscene at the very beginning of Ninja Gaiden. (laughs) But like, the problem I have is, I'm copying that and the messenger. Okay. See, maybe the one that got killed in the beginning, that's the guy we're following. Because yeah, it's, like, it's a story. He, he actually, when we walked away, he got up. He got up from that. Mm-hmm. And you play as him, his recovery back. Everybody was like, you ain't no ninja. He was like, yeah, I am a ninja. You okay. see me just fight that out there? You get half a point because I guided you in that direction. Yeah, yeah, damn it. <laughs> well, I'll take because it. Because I like myself, you get half a point. <laughs> All right, finally, let's see. Hmm. This is big. I need her to screw this up. <laughs> it's quite possible. All right. Uh, Lace. The Zodiac setting horseback winner. Yes, this is tough. The Zodiac setting horseback winner. Um, mm-hmm. So this is just the name of the business front. All right. So this is a... Um, <laughs> A, a visual novel story game of a, a fortune teller on the streets of New Orleans during Mardi Gras. Um, so it, it, it's obviously to, to hawk the business. And so she is out there um, reading everyone's fortunes for money. And uh, the but where the complication comes in is there's that person that came that she read their fortune that she was just not expecting that day that she saw in her future. And it becomes turns into like this uh, very weird romance, but it's all seen through her vision as she's reading these people's palms. And so um, it's definitely one of those like inception back and forth kind of visual novel type things. So she meets the guy or girl. I mean, they give you the choices. You can be whoever you want to be. It's very inclusive. Um, and I, I got nothing more than that. So it's all just seen through her visions as you keep coming back and forth as each person in Mardi Gras comes by. And then just for you uh, straight guys out there, every once in a while, boobs will come across the screen <laughs> because they want beads and all that kind of stuff. Sure. All right. You get a point. God. All right. <laughs> See, now, that's now, why now, I threw on, in boobs. On. Sorry, Todd. What I'm going to do, what I'm going to do, since she's got you by one and a half point, I will give you two points. Oh, if you can this. give me, if you can give me a solid description but that's not fair. No, it is. She didn't get that offer. Because she's going to win. I know, but like... This is like, I feel I'll, like watching Good Mythical Morning. I'll All right, make, Link. I'll, I'll, we're going to give you the pity vote. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Tell me what the Great Emu War of 1932 is. The Great Emu War? Aww. Emu. Oh, this is just... This is a very updated version of Joust. Okay. <laughs> You are running around, and you are, it's, it's, think a knight's tale, and emu riding, and war. 
at the same time, like it's it's a big war. Like I, I'm seeing like like Braveheart talk right. At the, everybody's riding emus, and then they just run at each other, and that's how the game starts. Just a big clash in the middle. Knights on emus. Okay, I tell you what, we're gonna do a tiebreaker now. That's what you really. Want. At least you, when you said joust, you had me. Okay, good. Okay, so one one last one for both of you. Oh, oh I got. I need to take my. I got to go in the cone of silence. Ball. I don't, don't want to hear her answer. Oh, that's right. Oh, okay. okay. There we go. Ball. 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 With a big exclamation point. So it's actually this really um, bizarre story about um, the 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 little character bouncy ball that goes along with all of the different songs. You know how they have like the sing-alongs and the bouncy ball goes um, a- across the, the the words at the bottom of the screen. Um, and it's really it's really kind of heartfelt because I mean you start off as auditioning as the ball. And how it how you have to um, go through all these different sequences of mini games of how you could bounce properly. Are you good with bouncing on the beat on the right syllable of the word? And then um, once you get it, how hard it actually is to make money because I mean it's not it's a pretty niche market, right? Being the bouncy ball, um, and it, it just takes you through all of the trials and tribulations from a um, actor's point of view of being the bouncy ball. And how um, he ended up, at the end, you have a crossroads of whether you want to continue this path and be in entertainment as the bouncy ball or uh, go into high school playing the the dodgeball, where it's probably more lucrative because you'll get used more often throughout the week. Okay. Todd? Okay, I'm back. Yours better be better. I'm just rooting for you now. And this is, I get the same one ball. Ball. Like, I've been, like, I have the unfair advantage that I know the title, Mm -hmm. and I still have nothing except for. This is why we give you that time. Right. I have nothing except for. You could have sat there. It is a a marble madness kind of game with balls. You know, balls actually bounce, so you have to play that effect into the game. And you have to reach a goal. Hmm. And there's power-ups and different things like that. But that's what I'm. That's the only thing I came up with. Yeah, well, she gets that point because... What'd she say? She, her story revolved around the little bouncing ball that helps you sing along. And, I mean, come on. We haven't seen a game like that ever. So, I want to play I, that game. Mm-hmm. I think that this... Follow this, the bouncing ball. I think this game is set up to make me look like an idiot. I mean, I know I don't need really need help to do that. Well, I mean, we can stop doing it. I, I just thought. thought no, it was I mean, I like it. You know, especially with points. You know. Yeah. So there you go. Lace wins again. Two, I'm zero <laughs> and two. I'm like the the Cleveland Browns of of this game. You you'll work it out. You'll work <laughs> it out. All right. Usually around this time, we're doing a review or a retrospective or discussion or video game awards or whatever. But today. We're going to present an interview with some wonderful people we had the opportunity to meet at PAX East last year, and we'll no doubt see again this year, talking about their upcoming game, Evergate, a game I truly believe will be a massive hit once it sees the light of day and the world sees it. Here we are chatting with 
Stoneliner Games. sitting here with Kent Willis, Ariel Wexler, and Cynthia Liu, who along with M.R. Miller comprise the entity known as Stone Lantern Games, and they are currently working on their very first game called Evergate, which is a gorgeously designed 2D platformer set in the realm of gods and spirits. And I don't say that to blow smoke, I truly believe it's a gorgeous looking game. Yes, Sounds definitely. good, plays good, it's just... What we've seen. I mean, we, we got to meet you guys, or at least we got to meet Kent and Ariel. We have not gotten to meet Cynthia yet, uh, but we got to meet you at PAX East last year. I'm sure that a lot of you remember that we talked about this game called Evergate that we just happened to stumble upon. If you don't remember, go back to the PAX episodes and you can listen to that. So I guess for starters, what I'd like to do is kind of go around the room a little bit and just get to know what your role is, I guess, as far as the game goes, or, or Stone Lantern in general. So, Kent, what, uh, like, who are you within Stone Lantern? Hey, Steven. Uh, yeah, my name is Kent, and uh, I'm basically the team lead. Uh, I got, uh, I, I uh, invited Ariel and Cynthia and Mike to kind of come together and try to build a game. That was about two and a half years ago. Uh, and since then, we've uh, developed a whole bunch of different types of demos, and we finally found our game Evergate. And uh, since then, it's just been a, been a big process of trying to um, figure out how we take each of our talents and kind of translate that into a game. Uh, and so I've been doing a lot of design, a lot of mechanics work, a lot of level design, uh, and a lot of narrative work, actually, as well. Okay. Would you say that you're actually the, like, is it your story, or is it a compilation of everybody doing the story uh, that's a good question uh, i think i drive the narrative for it it's my story but uh the team really kind of fills it out and helps guide it in a direction that we're all excited about uh now what about you is it ariel or ariel ariel. Ariel. ariel okay I, I apologize all right so who are you within stone lantern cool uh so i as Kent mentioned, I was recruited by him. He actually used to be my boss at a previous job, so that's how we know each other. Uh, and he still is here. No, no, we don't think about that. <laughs> uh, so I do a lot. Pretty much software is my focus, but I, I draw from some talents in procedural animation and visual effects as well. I'm like very much the bringing Cynthia's graphics to life kind of guy. I do a lot of uh, the engine development to make sure that the game's going to run smoothly, to make sure it's going to be like performant make sure we can get it on the, all these platforms that we need. So a lot of the real game engine design that is specialized for us, like we're building in Unity so that they do a lot of the heavy lifting, but making sure that our game is going to be something that we can all develop and it's gonna run smooth, it's not gonna have any bugs. I mean, that is, that is the burden that I bear. You're the guy to break it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Cynthia, you are the artist. They told us that you were the person who designed, I guess, the look of the game. And we were really wanting to meet you as well back then. So so is that just what you've done? Like the, the entire world, the characters, that that's all you? That's, yeah, pretty, pretty right. much. <laughs> uh, anything that you see on screen, minus the special effects, uh, was made by me. Okay. Yeah, and as far as like the, the main character, is it Kai or Key? Key. Key. Okay. So is was that your design or was that based on someone else's rough idea and you just refined it? So 
he actually went through several character development iterations. Um, uh, she used to be completely different, uh, and after many, many team meetings and reviews, we actually came upon the design of Key. Uh, so it is an original design, um, but it's it's inspired by like the soul flame of like a spirit creature, a ghost creature, because it is in the set in the world of the afterlife. Okay, I pulled that off, I think. Oh, oh absolutely. yeah, absolutely. It's... My one of my favorite iterations of our main character had the flame just uh, on the back of his head. <laughs> Uh, and it kind of looked like a receding hairline for a while. <laughs> and, uh, we got that feedback. Oh, like, oh yeah. A little party That's... in the back action. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of tweaks, but we're happy with how it ended up. So explain to us, where does the name Stone Lantern come from? Like, where, what, what spawned that? So that, that's a good question. We um, had been working together for, I don't know, something like six months at that point. And we were like, okay, we've, we're finally... We need, to, we need to brand ourselves, right? At least internally, we need to have a name that kind of describes, kind of unify us into a group. Uh, and so we went on a journey to, <laughs> to find our name. Uh, and at the very beginning, we said, okay, everyone dump out all of the cool words and names that you, you know, can dream up. And we had this spreadsheet that was probably filled with like hundreds, uh, yeah, at least, at least 700, 800 names. Uh, and then we went through a process. So at, I actually like to think about that as um, one of our defining moments on how to figure out how to work as a team. Because <laughs> we, we all have like really strong opinions and we feel like we're creative people. Uh, and so we threw out all these names. We have huge opinions about which ones work, which ones don't work. I think, Cynthia, you had something about like, Pink pandas or something. Oh, like, yeah. oh man, oh, I identity identity <laughs> riding. Well, up. you're probably thinking logo too, like what works, yeah, you know. Yeah. So I can see that as like a logo being thrown out there. You okay. know, some, like cool, uh, you know, uh, studios that just come out in studios, like Team Cherry uh, and you know some of the other ones. And we were like, okay, Heart Machine, Heart Machine right? We were like, inspired. <laughs> by that. We were like, okay, what, what's going to be our cute little hook? And so we kind of butt heads a lot over it. And there was a lot of like conflict. And we said, okay, we need to take a step back. And instead we need to figure out um, like, what are we driving for? Like what emotion is going to describe kind of our vision and our goal as a, as a team. And what we came up with was uh, we wanted to be creating games that elicited wonder. Um, and so it kind of chopped off a good majority of all the other names that we had where it's like did it inspire you to you know elicit that wonder and that excitement that adventure vibe uh and so it really quickly narrowed it down to a, a few and stone lantern was our favorite of those that's a great story about, about it fact about all yeah. this is that the name evergate was on this list <laughs> yeah ah. <laughs> it games like that was going to be us yeah. which would have been a solid choice i think as well <laughs> Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I, like, I like both of them. Although I want a pink panda t-shirt. <laughs> right? Like something to come out of it. She's like, no, I'm still working on it, guys. You just don't know. You just don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so all of you, were you at MIT together or separately? But you all came out of MIT, correct? Yeah. We were the same year, me and Ariel. You were a year older than us? I think so. Yeah. A year or two. Yeah. And then Mike was a, a year older. I think. You guys never had a class together, right? No. Well, he was he was mainly class I. Uh -huh, and you were E. Yeah. So the the only 
class that any of us had had together was Mike and me mm -hmm. uh, did film music together. Uh, and it was funny because I had just taken it as an elective and I was like excited to watch t like movies during college, right? Like that's why you take film music. <laughs> <laughs> and I got partnered with Mike on a project and he was super intense about it. <laughs> like he had notebooks. This is not an about. elective for me. Yeah, exactly. It's like, this is my life. <laughs> he does it professionally now, so. Yeah, oh, well, you know. I, yeah, yeah. So it was, I, 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 that's when I found out, like, he was just incredibly talented, but also that he was super intense about his <laughs> That's passion. You know? <laughs> Pure passion. <laughs> I did see that, that video that just posted of uh, him talking about the music, that it was the lullaby that he created for, that was beautiful. That was, yeah. that was wonderful. He brings like his, his personal experiences into the, the music that he writes. And I think you can tell because it's usually evocative. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's moved Ariel and I to tears oh. occasionally. <laughs> you know, as long as the editing of the video is correct, it, 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 like, it'll pull some hard strings for us. Now, with all of you being at the college together, and you, apparently you did not really have any classes together, how did you come together? Yeah. I mean, what, what kind of brought that on? Well, I guess we know that they used to work together. Yep. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's a company uh, that does robotics uh, and healthcare software in Boston. And uh, I came right out of college right into that. Uh, and then Ariel did the same. I did the same. And Cynthia did the same, <laughs> just at different times. Yeah. So we got to meet at this uh, you know, robotics company. And uh, each of us left that company <laughs> at some point. And then after we had all left, uh, when I was thinking about if I was going to make a game, who are the most talented people that I could like pull in? Uh, I, I remembered Ariel and Cynthia from our time working together. So all just kind of a, a wonderful meeting by chance, just to find the right people. Yeah, and it was it was surprising to me that when I like reached out to them, that they were willing and able to do it. I mean, that was just such a a long shot, right? Uh, that just like a, a whim, like, hey, you guys want to make a game? Uh, you know, it doesn't take a lot of convincing, I think, for most people to like want to make a game, but to be able to do it, right? right. To have the capacity uh, mm -hmm. to be able to engage with that was was really lucky. Um, and it was fun to start seeing that come to life pretty quickly after we had like established that we wanted to do that. It's great. It sounds like you could fit a fantastic team together. Like everyone's so passionate and so into it. And it's so great to see that even now, almost a year later that we're still, we're still working hard on it. Well, you know, I'm sure yeah, you totally. might've worked on other projects that have come together and you're like, well, no you this know? Is baby. And we've been working on it super hard. Uh, you know, I think that the, the biggest challenge for us though, is to, how, how do you, how do you mesh all of that together? Like people who are really talented, like Ariel and Mike and Cynthia and, and really opinionated. Like how do you, how do you, <laughs> how do you uh, sharpen that to a point, a single point, right? And not just like different ideas kind of like sporadic. Mm -hmm. That's been a journey for us for the last two and a half years for sure. And I think that we're, we're getting better at it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Seems like it's coming together. I still see the yeah. same faces, so nothing catastrophic <laughs> had to have happened, I guess, over the last year. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nobody strangled each other. Not was... yet. Not, not, not all the way, right? No. In your mind, maybe, a few times. Yeah, yeah. 
So we've dug in a little deep with you guys, unless, Lace, do you have any questions about them specifically? Because I'd like to get into the game. Yeah, I was going to say, you pretty much uh, hit all the all the good notes. Although, I, I am going to want to talk to you guys about BottleBots. Mm. Because that was the reason I was told we didn't get to meet you at PAX. <laughs> and I was in awe of that and immediately intrigued and needed to know more. <laughs> <laughs> so, I will have to know about this because that was amazing and awesome. Right, right, right now. Go for it. Uh, sure, uh, go for it. Just a little bit about it. I have to know. How did you do? How does it work? Um, I'm intrigued. So, are you familiar with the concept of, of battle pass? A, a little bit, yes. Right, yeah. So it's a 250 pound fighting robots that um, basically like uh, a, a sports competition, a single single elimination. I think season three, the the last year's uh, taping, we actually had multiple eliminations per um, per round. So we had, we stayed in a little longer. Uh, but I'm part of Team Overhaul. Um, can, I can send you a link to our, our robot afterwards. Um, oh please, yes. They um they actually scheduled the taping week the same week that PAX East was going on, and I had the difficult choice of saying, do I do I go with the team that I fabricated a 250-pound robot with and probably need my help to uh, lift and make, maintain and, and uh, be there to support? Yeah. Do I go with the very cool video game crew that I've been spending a year and a half, two years building a game for that we're actually going to showcase? But they were both very like big passion projects. And uh, it was a very tough choice, but ultimately I figured a 250-pound robot needed manpower more than... <laughs> <laughs> Fair yeah, enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Well, they did a fantastic job. That makes you feel better in your absence while you uh, <laughs> that. No, I just thought that was freaking awesome when they were like, well, and she's not here because of this. And I'm like, okay, what? <laughs> I want to know more about this. I need to know more. I remember you telling me about that. That's why she wasn't there when we were How there. did it do? We, we unfortunately, uh, the Battle Odds uh, team, we won like one fight, but we had very, like, we had very close fights and very entertaining fights, which was good for, good for TV. So. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Does that mean it just to go back and catch No, well, well it, it went on fire. Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> on purpose, though, right? I mean. It's a scare Intimidation. I mean, yes. 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 This it, was part of, it, that's one of my powers yeah. as a Battle Every Every team in the market would just. Light, on, light itself on fire. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It was planned. It was programmed in, I swear. Oh. Well, anyway, thank you for indulging me on in that. No problem. No problem. So, yeah, Evergate. Yes, yeah, so let's talk about the game itself. I'm, I guess I'm trying to figure out what would be the best question to ask first. Uh, what was the, I guess, the origin of Evergate? Like, what, where did that idea come from? Mm. Okay, so... Uh... It's not like we had a game idea walking into this. Uh, I think we kind of approached it differently. We were all excited about maybe making a game unless on a team formed. But the idea for Evergate in the form that you guys saw at PAX East, the reality is that pretty much came to life. The true tangible form of that came to life about two weeks before PAX East. The truth is out. <laughs> now, we've been working as a team for a, a year and a half leading up to that moment. We have prototyped a bunch of narratives. We have prototyped a bunch of mechanics. We have tried everything. If it was a 2D puzzle platformer, I mean, we have tried making it along the way. I mean, at one point, we were considering having a card-based mechanic. I mean, we were really, we were deep. We were trying all sorts <laughs> of uh, but, but what you guys saw at, at uh, PAX East was... 
really the first time that anyone was seeing it that wasn't us. We were like, oh my God, this this is it. We built it two weeks before, we believed it. It was a lot of like drawings on napkins. It was a lot of like paper prototyping and us laying out levels that way. And pretty much PAX East was the first time that we were getting some play testing on it. So we were very relieved that it was well received because we had gone, wow. we had built probably five or six game prototypes in the year and a half leading up to that. And none of them really had that like click that we were pumped about, that we believed everything about. But when we got to this, we were like, oh man, I see it. I see how to extend it. I see why this is fun in its simplest form and how it can extend to all of these complex ideas beyond it. Yeah, so my favorite story about that is that my brother came up from Texas to help us at PAX East, uh, Matt. And he, when he got there, it was two days away from PAX and we were still in uh, black box mode where uh, no graphical assets had been put into the game. And he just stood there and he was, he was he played it and I was like, what do you think? What do you think? And he just like nodded really nervously. Like, Are you guys bringing this to PAX? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll throw in the things at the end. You know, it'll be pretty. Uh, but um, yeah, it was a real push at the end. But you know, like, like Ariel said, like we hadn't found what was fun. And so we scrapped so many different ideas. Um, and then when we, we found out that PAX East application, I think November um, of the, you know, 2017 at that point. And we hadn't had anything to, to uh, submit as, as the application. So we were, we're gonna miss it. So we scrapped all of our big ideas and we said, we need to make a fun game. This is it, like the, the time has come. Scrap everything that we were doing, we need to do it in a week. And so we built a, a demo in a week to submit that was good enough to get in. But then after we got in, we were like, oh shoot, now we have to have something that's actually, <laughs> actually fun. So it was just a lot. Now we need a game. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like the deadlines have really been a great thing for us, right? When you're doing something as a hobby, it could just float on forever and you're being experimental and we're all mm -hmm. starving artists or whatever, like making a game. Uh, right, and it's like, oh, this is this is a passionate, artful thing, and like we don't quite know it. Right, so if we do that for too long, that's not great. Uh, so every time that a serious deadline, like, oh man, like Paxi's application is coming, like this needs to happen, this needs to be tangible. That really forced us to like move all, get all the randomness out of the way, and focus on what was fun, what was playable, what was going to be a great game. That's super impressive. I got us. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say the same thing. That is very impressive. I would if if someone asked me how long you guys had been making that, based on what I saw, two weeks would not have been my answer. Yeah. I'd be like, no, they've yeah. been working not on this at for all. months. The core yeah. mechanic and a lot of the art had been in the works for a while. Yeah. That that was not the core mechanic. Sorry, sorry. I should say the, the core platforming, the ability to platform and like jump. the player controls were like- You could jump, is that I what you said? You right. <laughs> uh, and, and, but I think that what's interesting about that though is that we, all the prototypes that we've made before are probably like six or seven different games, totally different games, um, all based around the afterlife. So when we actually found out the mechanic that we wanted and the world that we wanted, we could actually draw from all these different ideas that we had like uh, prototyped before. Uh, and I think it made the progress much faster and the world much deeper because it wasn't just like the concepts weren't just two weeks old. We could bring in 
different things that we have liked from all the other ones. Okay, as far as the story, without without really delving into it too deep, because I like to I like to be surprised. Mm-hmm. Is there a narrative that is personal in there to any of you, all of you, or would you say it's just kind of a there's a narrative, but nothing that that strikes something personal to one of you or all of you. I wish you could see every single one of you had a little bit of a different reaction. <laughs> it was actually it was quite fascinating because I was wondering which one was going to be like, well, which one of our three stories do we put out there? Uh, so that's a, that's a good question. Um, I think that when we've been crafting this world, it's it, it's been less of like, uh, you know, when you think about Celeste or you think about Heart, um, sorry, uh, Hyperlight Drifter, those are stories that have been um, like born from personal experience, right? And like that's some of their actual personal struggles are into the game. Um, and I would say instead, Evergate is taking a very personal uh, desire for a feeling. Uh, more than like a personal experience. Like there is a a feeling that I want very strongly when I play Evergate. That feeling of uh, like a childhood wonder. Like that that like when you were getting read a bedtime story when you were like four years old or five years old, and your mind just went and your imagination just kind of went crazy, right? And like mm-hmm. the bad guys were bigger than bad. Like. Right. And the and the the magic was there. Um, That's what's been driving all of our discussions about, you know, what kind of characters would live here and what kind of magic and powers would exist here. Right. And that's like the the gods and the spirits. So I I, know it's not like a personal story. You know, I I didn't lose somebody and he doesn't represent, you know, a family member who passed away. But instead, it's it's more of uh, when I play, I'm always judging it based on do I feel six years old again and lost into a like a crazy creative wondrous surreal world uh and would you say that that's generally what we've been going yeah our goal is to make you feel like a six-year-old again so (laughs) it's really one of those you you know snake oil things (laughs) (laughs) tapped into it and it only took them two weeks So let's talk about the Kickstarter you guys have started. You started that on, I guess it would, Wednesday? That would be the, what was it, the 15th? Yeah, I was just looking yep. at that. Correct? It's insane. Wednesday at 5 a.m. And, and you guys, from what I've seen the last time I checked, you've reached at least half your goal within a day or two. I, I'm you staring know? at the number right great. now. Yeah, it's a very impressive. Yeah. Yeah, it's very exciting. You know, they're more than half now. Yeah. <laughs> we we spent some time to prep for the Kickstarter, and uh, it was actually a good thing to do because it forced us to try to identify um, what are the core components of our game. How do you how do you explain it to somebody else? Um, uh, <coughs> and it was a lot of work, and it was a lot of nervousness going into it to see how it was, you know, um, received. Uh, and I, I don't think we could have been happier with the first day. I think we reached something like 42% of our goal on the first day. Uh, and it was it was a little bit emotional. Like we had been working <laughs> oh, I a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tired. And when you saw 
the you know our friends and family and people we didn't even know uh you know back up you know the game and you know put their their support into it it was very emotional Plushie is so cute. <laughs> oh my oh, god, yeah. you guys! When I saw that on Twitter, I'm like, "Dang it!" And I'm like anti-clutter, bringing extra junk into the home. But I'm like, now I want that thing so bad. So is that something you're thinking about? Maybe after the game, after you know, just some merchandise. Some like, hey, because that would you sell. should. Yeah. 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 We need to get to the game first. (laughs) Also, we have to purchase 500 of them as the minimum to like produce. Oh, really? So we're going to have 500 of them. (laughs) Wow. Well, bring them to PAX, guys. Yeah. I mean, you probably could, right? Are you allowed to sell merch there? Or no? (laughs) Probably a whole separate license you got to get. You're right. Uh, but at least could. have one or two up there. People I feel like everybody was selling pins or something. Mm-hmm. Everybody had pins, but I don't think you were selling those. Yeah, no. Like that was just, hey, advertise my game for me. Yeah. That's what it was. But I am excited to see that you are at least taking two people to dinner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for a while there, nobody had done that one. And we're like, oh, no. Are we not popular? Why? Yep. Or maybe, or maybe Paxi's ticket sold out. No, I'm not gonna. Uh-oh. Like, oh well, we can do this. No, yeah, they yeah. seem like good guys. No, that'll be exciting. I kind of want to hear about how that goes. So uh, maybe we shouldn't spoil it for them. But where are you taking them to dinner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bottle of wine. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Some candles. Make it nice. <laughs> yeah. Lace Todd, do you do you have any questions that you'd like to ask? These? I just have a request. Like, I just I really want this game on PS4 please oh yes please okay okay duly noted yeah i mean we do i'm sorry i'm working with console plebs here guys (laughs) hey i i venture into this pc don't you get that's him he's always ps4 he could be asking for the switch right now i'm the pc gamer of the group and so the the switch belongs to my little girl i don't want to fight her for it but you're always stealing it from her playing breath of the wild it's okay like i have to steal it from her but when she sees i have it it i don't have it anymore but you honey can do you want my phone does that work wonder into her just put it on ps4 <laughs> <Okay>. all <right. laughs> is there plans for it to come across all platforms or, or what's the uh what's the plan right now yeah uh so we're definitely targeting uh pc first like let's do what we know let's do what we have platforms for she gets it. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. Uh, I got it. So that's Sorry, where we're starting. And then we are hoping to move out to all of the other popular platforms. Right? We are going to do PS4. We are going to do Xbox One. All that good jazz. Hoping hoping to get the Switch. We've had a lot of demand for that as well. Uh, but that stuff's going to most likely come after the PC release. We're going to focus on it. We're going to make it super polished. We're going to make sure it's bulletproof on one platform before moving through us. It should be easy. We are using Unity. And that does have all the support to help us get to these other platforms. Uh, mm-hmm. But we just want to stay focused first on. No, that's fair. Oh, I totally understand that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, I'll let the, you know how it is, Todd. <laughs> the game is based off a of controller. I don't want to know. I want how we're developing. So, like, it just is natural to go to you know Xbox and sure. PlayStation controller. Good. That's good to know because I I was kind of bummed out. I was like, that's only on PC. Oh, damn it! Because. I, I loved it. We'll just have I, I really to bring did. you that's, into our world. I'm still I still think about it from time to time, and that was. What the beginning of last year, April? 
Yeah. It was definitely one of the big takeaways for me. I mean, not just blowing smoke, like with PAX, like I, I can think of like two games off the top of my head that yeah. now I absolutely recall right away that totally stuck into my mind and your and yours was one of them. Wow. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you. Well, I mean, how many times we keep coming back to the booth? I'm like, I kind of want to play again. <laughs> <laughs> There's people at it today now, you know, like word got out, man. Yeah. So and you had a really great game? area. <laughs> yeah. A silly story about that. Our first day, um, we didn't have any way. So first day, people sat down and we were so nervous because no one had played it. And when they started playing, it was great. And some people got really into it. And uh, we didn't have a way to get people to stop playing. So some people sat there for like 45 minutes. Like, no oh, there wasn't like a cutoff. To there the was demo no cutoff. And like, oh. we had like the full demo that like could last two hours or something. And so we were freaking out for that day. It was like <laughs> literally like 10 people had played for like during the course of like four or five hours. And, like, this is this is not good. We need to like, yeah. <laughs> we need to do something. So we, we figured out a way to have a timer in the demo that uh, would cut people off but would do it after they finished one of the puzzles. So they felt like it was the end of the demo. Uh, and yeah. that, that helped a lot to get people to yes. see it. That's a good testament, right? To know that they like they didn't want to get up. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they're at PAX. They're willing to sit there for an hour or two on one game. Hey, yeah. that's that's. It was a good problem to have, but it was definitely a good problem. <laughs> well, I even remember what by, was it Saturday that you had to add? Yeah. or laptops and stuff that you were bringing in? We only came in with two laptops on the first day. We're like, okay, like we, we can, we got two laptops. No problem. We'll see how this goes. And then we realized that we needed more. So we like yeah. scrounged to get other machines, you know, desktops, mm-hmm. whatever we could get our hands on. We ended up having four by, by the end. <laughs> That's yeah. It was amazing to see how it flourished the whole weekend even. <laughs> Adapted. I'm eager to see what you guys bring this year. Very much so. I mean, yeah. granted, I know what we're, we're, we're going to be there. Yeah, we're what we're looking at, but I'm eager to play it again. I'm eager to see what you've done, how you've progressed. Um, I'm mm-hmm. excited. I, I think that'll be one of our first stops. I think my favorite yeah. part is when you complete the level, how it goes from one level to the next. Like up that little bridge, that is my favorite part. Oh, yeah. We've, we've polished that effect. I, if you guys remember last time, the character would just stay in its current form, but now there's some some particle love that I've provided to that. Wonderful. I can't. I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see how it's progressed because it sounds like you guys have worked amazingly hard over this last year. But uh, yeah, and congratulations on the Kickstarter, guys. I mean, it yeah. looks like you're gonna smash it in no time here, and it's very exciting to see. So I had to look it up before we got on here, just in case. Yeah. So. <laughs> if it goes well, there's some some reach goals that we were really hoping to get to. I know that Mike really wants to have a live orchestra play his music. Um, so. <laughs> So if we can get to our goal early, that's definitely one of the things that we're excited to add on to it. That would be nice. Oh, yeah. That would be so awesome. Right? <laughs> Especially, like, already hearing the music that's in there now. It's almost made for that. You're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to see that. Perfect. So I'm going to do a call to action to our super mega crash siblings mm-hmm. out there. I'll be singing this game's praises from the rooftops from now until I have a reason not to. And I don't think that'll ever happen. So... It looks good, sounds good, plays wonderfully. It's only going to get better from here. Do yourself a favor, Super Mega Crash siblings. Check out these truly amazing folk right here. Check out the game for yourself. Head over to kickstarter.com forward slash projects forward slash Stone Lantern Games 
forward slash Evergate. And I know that's a lot, so there's a link in the description. Go look it up. See this game in action, listen to the music, and why not chuck in a buck while you're there? I did. So right? do yourself a favor. It's, Get it's the something plushie. you're going to enjoy. I want the, I want the plushie. I'm going myself. <laughs> I know. You should go check this game out. We're not going to stop singing its praises. Just just do it. Do yourself a favor. Yes. I, I Yeah. I mean, there's you just said it. You hit the nail yeah. on the head. This is going to be one of the first ones I'm going to want to check out when we get to PAX this for you, for sure. So you don't hear us talking about that a whole lot for one game. So <laughs> go do it. Look, I'm jealous it. I don't get to play it this year. Why? Oh, that's right. You're not going. Go. You just have to go now. If you if you if you spend uh, money on the Kickstarter, you can get PAX East tickets right now and dinner with the devs, Todd. <laughs> just that. saying. <laughs> you want to eat with Ariel? You could probably I, sleep I on one go, of the I floors. I would go out to eat with all three of y'all. <laughs> there you go. I would have. So, how many of you are going to the dinner? Like all of them? Then, like, would, would you say there was five or six sure. of you? No. So there's like two that's missing today. I mean, we might break off on a one-on-one if there's a chemistry there, but... Ooh, it's hot. It's getting better, man. You've already got maybe a leg up here. I mean, you had face-to-face time. Yeah, yeah. No, it should be all four of us. It'll be a fun time. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Awesome. Thank you so much for doing this and talking with us and telling us so much more about your game because I don't know how much more excited I can get. And and I'm right? just gonna just ramble on if I, I talk about it anymore. I'm just gonna keep talking it up. I can't help it. And they're fun, so I could just sit here and talk to them probably all day. <laughs> Which you know me. I feel I feel like we're talking to future rock stars, guys. And, and right. yeah. Maybe this game maybe is... maybe we can drag you guys away at some point during packs. And uh, you know, ooh, the power of live to corner them into like coffee with us. I like it. <laughs> your style, Steven. I like it. We'll look forward to it. It's always fun chatting with you guys. Thank you. Yeah. Same here. Same here. So good luck on your Kickstarter. I have no doubt you're going to reach your goal within the time frame. You're you're already killing it right now. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, I is... can't wait to see if you've got any stretch goals you're going to add to and what those might be. I'm I'm intrigued. Mm-hmm. Guys, thank you so much. We'll be seeing you at PAX. All right. Absolutely. Thank you so much, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. That's our show, guys. We're done. Wasn't that so much Good fun? show. Good, good talk. A lot, of, a lot of fun. A lot of talk. That was our surprise. Yeah. That what we mentioned surprise? at the beginning of the show. Did we? That we had, I said we have a surprise today. So we, oh, had okay. a fun, we had a fun morning is what I said. But we can't did. talk about yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, guys, so uh, if you want to help support the show out there in uh, Radio Land or Podcast World, whatever yeah. you want to call it, you can go to patreon.com slash pencil and paper productions. You can follow us on Twitter at Super Mega Crash. You can find us on Instagram. Shoot us an email at supermegacrash at gmail.com. Don't forget to tell your friends to find us on the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network found on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher. You know where you can find All us. All them places. That's where you're listening. Just Gave tell people to find them. Thank you so much for listening. I am Stephen White. And just for the record, I'm Todd Stark, but I like Radio Land. Okay. Okay. And I'm Lacey Finley. Join us again next time, Super Mega Crash siblings. But until then, game on.
This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.